thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast, where it's my goal to help you build a body that supports you from the ground up rather than that body that's reliant on that external artificial support. Now, over the last couple of weeks, I've had quite a few clients as well as lots of questions online about bunions, and it seems to be that time of year that here in Australia, it's starting to warm up and people are going to change their footwear perhaps or get out of shoes more but for whatever reason they've noticed either a bunion has started to form or noticing some pain around their bunion or perceived bunion so i thought let's talk about Bunions, have a chat about what they are, how we get them, how we can prevent them, and some different treatment options Um, because bunions are becoming quite popular these days. Lots of people have them but don't really want them. So let's uh, delve in and, and, and start the discussion. So for those of you who don't know, a bunion... It's a deformity of the joint that connects the big toe to the foot. So that sort of big toe knuckle, the big toe joint, it starts to change shape and the big toe starts to cross over towards the smaller toes. And what can start to happen over time is we start to develop a kind of lump or hard sort of bone forms on the side of that toe where it's where it's bending. So not only does the toe bend out of shape and out of alignment, we then start to get a bony growth that makes the lump on the side start to look even bigger, which can become quite annoying and painful um, because that's obviously going to start rubbing uh, in shoes so they can sort of irritate the skin around there. Um, but they can also become quite painful within the joint itself so how do we get these things called bunions now it's quite it's a little bit unclear there's no real solid sort of textbook answer around you know how we develop a bunion there's theories around shoes causing bunions and that if the forefoot of the shoe is too tight, that can start to pull the toes in towards each other and over time start to change the shape of the foot and the shape of the big toe. Uh, people also believe that it can be hereditary, that if your parents or grandparents had bunions, then you're more likely to develop a bunion. In my opinion, I don't think it's that hereditary factors play a huge role. I think it's more that we tend to either 
walk like our parents or we've worn similar shoes to our parents, um, you know, growing up. Yeah, it's more the mannerism type thing. Um, unless, of course, there's some underlying arthritic type factors that could definitely play a part and that can be hereditary. But, yeah, I, I just, I personally don't believe that just because your parents have bunions that you're going to develop a bunion. I think there's a lot more to it than that. Now, I also believe that dysfunctional walking patterns play a huge part in developing bunions, and this is spoken about less. It's normally more to do with, you know, the shoes or, yeah, that you have flat feet. Flat feet can start to play a role in developing a bunion, but, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to how we're walking day in, day out, and how much stability we have around that big toe joint. Now, a big toe's function is to sort of anchor our foot into the ground as we go into the toe-off phase to be able to propel us forward into the next step. But for many people, we're really unstable through that big toe and we start using the foot or using our walking pattern in a way that it wasn't designed to do. So we start compensating to get around that unstable joint. And that's where I truly believe that the bunion is formed. And shoes will do that. A lot of the uh, shoes that would be seen to develop bunions are the ones that have either higher heels or um, quite narrow in the front or um, even excess cushioning, I believe, can can lead to more of a unstable first joint. And it's these sort of features that, yeah, create that instability and, and lead to the joint changing shape to try and gain more stability on itself. And in doing so, it becomes deformed and actually becomes painful. So how do you know if you have a bunion? Well, obvious symptoms are like pain around that sort of big toe first MPJ joint, redness around the side of the big toe, big kind of lump on the big, you know, the side of the big toe, big toe pointing in the wrong direction, doesn't go straight anymore, it points off and tries to hug all its buddies, its little friends, the little toes. They're kind of the signs and symptoms that you may be on your way to having a bunion or or very well already have a bunion. The problems with a bunion is that it causes dysfunction in the feet. Okay, it changes the way we walk even further. And I've already said that these walking patterns can lead to developing a bunion, but once you develop a bunion, it's going to generally change the way you walk even further. Because what can happen is the big toe joint can start to lose range of motion so it can start to stiffen up because the joint's out of alignment the joint doesn't want to work um, as smoothly or as efficiently as it would if it was in the right position so that can lead to an altered gait right it changes the way the big toe functions even further which can then lead to ankle issues hip issues back issues 
Okay, because we're trying to compensate for the B-toe not working how it should. When the B-toe joint is out of alignment, it also changes the way some of the muscles work in the feet as well as up through the uh, calf and the hip. You know, the glute muscles will fire differently if you're not propelling off the B-toe efficiently. But at a foot level, what starts to happen is as that toe bends further out of alignment, the muscle down the inside of the arch, the abductor hallucis muscle, is designed to help not only hold the arch up but also hold the B-toe straight, it starts to not fire as well because when a joint doesn't move as freely as it should or yeah, we start to lose alignment in a joint, then quite often muscles find it really hard to work when they're not in their optimal position or their centrated position. So when that abductor hallucis muscle starts to switch off, we then start to see normally more of a collapse in the arch potentially, but we'll definitely see even more instability around that B-toe joint because the muscle that's supposed to hold it in place is no longer really doing what it should do. On the flip side, I believe the same thing can happen um, in the reverse of that, in that if you, for whatever reason, start to switch that abductor hallucis muscle off, which can be from um, you know, over-supporting that muscle with tight, rigid shoes, then that can also then lead to that muscle becoming fatigued or not firing when it should, which then means the B-toe joint um, isn't held in place either. So that could also start to develop the, the bunion. So how do we prevent the a bunion from starting? Well, I think, I think we need to really start changing the way we view our shoes. Shoes play a, a massive role in changing the way our feet function, especially features like I've spoken about in the past, with, you know, a raised heel, uh, a tight, narrow toe box, rigid, over-cushioned sole. You know, all these features really start to change the way our whole body moves and the stability that we can create through the foot. So I'm not saying go and throw all your shoes away, but I think it is really important that where appropriate, we get out of shoes and train our feet to move in the position that they're designed to move in and try and get them nice and strong, get all the muscles and joints moving and firing how they should. To prevent bunions, we should also or could also be yeah, exercising the feet with some simple moves like the short foot move, which um, is on my Instagram page. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to click through and have a look at that exercise. That's a really great exercise for activating the abductor hallucis muscle that helps hold the toe in place. So to make that even more efficient, that exercise, we could be popping something in like a toe spacer or some like bunion sleeves to try and pull that toe out into better alignment while then also exercising that muscle that should be holding the toe 
in place. We should also be looking for sort of wider shoes, keeping the big toe joint mobile, keeping a check on your hips and ankles because if the hips or ankles start to play up or lose range of motion, then that can also change how we walk, right? Things like thongs or flip-flops, they can start to change the stability around that big toe joint as well. We start clawing the smaller toes and quite often roll off over the inside of the big toe joint as a way of trying to keep the thong on. But over time, this leads to even you know, further instability of that big toe joint and before you know it, you're on your way to bunionville. Okay, so how do we treat bunions? Well, traditionally, we would use like an orthotic or sort of arch support to help offload the um, fallen arch or try and correct some of the foot posture that might be excessively loading the big toe joint um, and also help get some pressure off that big toe joint in an attempt to more or less just prevent that bunion from getting worse. We may also use things like bunion splints to try and pull the toe back into alignment or correct the alignment. However, some of these can be pretty extreme. They can be like hard plastic devices that really yank the toe into a position that it may not be all that comfortable getting into. They they can sometimes work, but if you're just pulling the toe into alignment but not then correcting any underlying issues such as the walking patterns or the muscles um, aren't being retrained that should be holding that joint in place, then you're kind of, again, just band-aiding a problem. It's not just about correcting the position of the joint. It's about trying to make that joint more functional and create more stability through that joint. If the bunion got to the point that you know something drastic needed to be done, then we'd be looking at surgery. However, these days, sure, I'll still use an orthotic if uh, someone's in a lot of pain and I need to use uh, a bit of a kind of Band-Aid or crutch to help um, get the person out of pain and just help them function, then by all means I'll use um, like an arch support or something. However, I think it's like a better way of looking at treatment is to well, first assess why the, the joint has become unstable and then work out a treatment plan to restabilize that joint. So once I've looked at uh, x-rays and, and assessed the joint, you know, if it's warranted, then I'll look at mobilizing the toe to try and get maximum range of motion back in that joint whilst working on uh, exercises to strengthen and sort of realign that big toe using the muscles in the foot. However, you know, the body is one unit, so we need to also then look further upstream and make sure there's no uh, sort of hip or ankle issues that may be 
getting in the way or causing any compensations during the walking patterns that may also be further causing the bunion to be there. So, you know, I feel getting to the bottom of the, the problem is a much more efficient way of looking at it and and gives the joint a much better chance of potentially actually getting better but still preventing that bunion from getting worse. When treating bunions, we need to look at footwear. So where possible, I try and encourage people to get back to more of a minimalist style shoe, so less of an arch support, less of a heel raise, nice wide toes, and to allow the toes to sit and function where they should naturally be. So to recap, bunions are a deformity in that first big toe joint that causes the toe to creep across towards the other toes. And the big take-home tip if you have bunions is obviously get the bunion assessed professionally, especially if it is bothering you, just to make sure there's nothing else going on or that the joint hasn't changed too much, haven't developed any um, arthritis or spurring or anything that may uh, be flared up with exercises. And if the joints are good to begin rehabilitation, then start playing around with either toe spaces or bunion sleeves to try and pull that toe back out into alignment whilst exercising the muscles that hold it there. So that was that short foot exercise would be my uh, beginner's tip. Would be get yourself into some toe spaces or the bunion sleeve. Start activating that short foot exercise to engage that muscle. But then don't forget to have your gait assessed. So the way you walk to make sure that that's not also leading to this bunion, it may just very well be uh, from previous footwear that you've worn or, or something like that, but if it is the way you're walking that's excessively loading the big toe and causing it to become less stable and change shape, then you know the exercises won't be as beneficial if every step you're taking is still forcing that toe into that bunion position. So definitely have your gait assessed and... And then if you can, um, if need be, start looking at some gait, uh, retraining of the muscles um, and movement patterns working well, which will not only help the bunion but help um, other parts of your body by putting everything into alignment and get everything working more efficiently. So hopefully you've learnt um, a little bit about bunions today and a couple of little tips there on what you can do if you have them. But by all means, definitely get the bunion assessed. Um, I do Skype consults so if um, or in clinic if you're in the uh, Wollongong area, south of Sydney. Um, but, yeah, I, I can definitely help out if you aren't sure what the next step is for you, then, then reach out and, yeah, by all means, we can have a chat 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.